Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I am Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with with no no agenda. We would love if you guys would subscribe to the podcast and that way you never miss a new episode. Additionally, when you subscribe, if you could rate and review, we would really appreciate that as well. We are also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, so please give us a follow at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. And Maggie? You can reach us at our email address, louisianaladiespodcast at gmail.com. We're back with our second episode of the Louisiana Ladies Podcast for 2022, and we have our first Louisiana lad for 2022. <laughs> Mark, that's what we call our uh, yeah. male guest of the podcast. So we have Mark Holman. He is the creator of Mark Holman Fitness, and Mark and I worked together for about four months or so. I probably wore him out. Um, he was my personal health coach. And I think that it's, it goes a lot deeper into that. So that's, that's what we want to talk about. But first, Mark, welcome. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is awesome. Also, Mark is not in Baton Rouge. So we are recording on Zoom. That is my um, disclaimer. Um, I think our audio has been pretty good so far. But Mark, uh, a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Um, I'm actually from New Orleans. So I kind of can mesh into that Louisiana lad um, vibe from New Orleans. Um, and I've actually, I went to school in, at LSU for about three years, graduated in 2015 as an environmental engineer. So obviously definitely some career change in the whole path, but yeah, from New Orleans. Okay. And so you graduated as an environmental engineer. Did you ever work as an environmental engineer? Yeah. So I worked, I started in Baton Rouge. I worked for a company called AECOM. Um, it's a big engineering architecture construction company. Um, I was doing air quality, air quality stuff. So working with industry, so like oil refineries, chemical plants, all that stuff. In, in the sense of like helping them get permits and find loopholes for them to essentially do more, um, pollute more, but kind of get away with it or find the loopholes. Um, so that was an interesting phase in my life where I got into environmental engineering to like help the world and be a little bit more sustainable, but was thrown into the industry into the world where I was doing something that completely conflicted with like my values and what I wanted to be doing in the world. So yeah, I worked in Baton Rouge for about a year and then an opening opened up in New Orleans. So I transferred to the New Orleans office and worked there for about two years. Okay. So when you took this job, did you know that that was what it was going to be or it wasn't until you kind of got into the job and you were like, no, no, this is not what I want to do. I think I knew, but I was kind of ignoring that, that part of me that was like saying, this isn't what you're going to be wanting to do. Just like I fresh out of college, you're like, I still didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I just, it was a job. I would do it and I would kind of go from there. Um, But even in school with all the stuff that I was learning, it wasn't like, it didn't light me up. It was just, I just did it because it was school. And I was like, told that's what I was told, you know, go to school, get a good job. 
and that's like a good life. Um, but yeah, then I got into it and really understood or started to see how it just really didn't align with my values, what I wanted to do. So throughout the whole process, there's been that, that conflict. There was that conflict. And it wasn't until, when was it? I think it was 2018 where I finally like got to the end of the rope and was like, I need to do something else. Um, so I eventually quit. I put my two weeks, two weeks notice in and it was like the best thing ever. Just the weight lifted completely off my shoulders. And then I went to Costa Rica for two weeks to visit some friends. Then I had a Euro trip planned. So I spent two months in Europe traveling all around a month in Sweden, working at a, a like a work away, a work stay at this eco retreat, lived in a yurt. <laughs> it's really cool experience and like really rural area in Sweden, like an island off the Southwest coast. Um, and just kind of took that time to figure out who I was, what I wanted to do, what the plan was when I came back and just kind of enjoy something that I when I was growing up, never thought I would be able to do like travel the travel the world alone. Um, so that was a huge like turning point for me. And I kind of came back after that and started this trajectory that I've been on since, yeah, since I quit in 2018. So I went back to New Orleans, like got a job at a gym. I always, I've always kind of been into health and fitness, um, but I didn't get really serious into it about until about like 2017. Um, and so then, wait, yes. let, me, let me interrupt you really yeah. quick, Mark. So when you say, so hold on, I've got a couple of questions before we get yeah. too far into this. Okay. Yeah, I kind of went on a tangent. <laughs> so that is quite all right. I, you're the guest. So uh, since I am incredibly type A plus, as you know, like yeah. just kind of quitting a job and then traveling. I mean, a part of me is like, that sounds awesome. And a part of me also sounds, that sounds panic inducing. Mm -hmm. So I guess like, what was your thought process? I and mean, did you feel like it was a I'm gonna say like personal retreat or just a time of reflection. I mean, that just, just like that would, is probably something I need to do as we have discussed a lot, but something <laughs> I probably won't ever do. So I guess just kind of walk us through, like, what was that like? I mean, were you yeah. nervous? Were you scared? Were you anxious? Yeah. All, all of those, every emotion that you could feel, I was feeling it. Um, but for me, it was, it, it was kind of a slow build. Like I said, like ever since like school, I, it wasn't fully aligned with what I wanted to do, but I didn't quite know that I could like have a choice. So it was a slow build. I started working, didn't like it, moved to New Orleans. I, I like New Orleans a lot better. I had a, like, I would have fun on the weekends, but then, you know, dread going into the, into work on the weekdays. So it's just slowly building and building and building until I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I have to do something different. Um, kind of weighing my options I don't know how I think actually I think uh like some of my friends had done similar things like going to a different country and like working there so that kind of planted the seed and a lot of the time because it was a Acom was a consulting company so there's a lot of times when I just didn't have work to do so I would like be able to be on the internet and like search things so I used a lot of that free time to like figure out how I wanted to quit and what I wanted to do next Okay. Um, but yeah, in terms of the emotions and what I was feeling, just extremely scared. Like I didn't know what was going to come because I'm, I'm kind of like you too. I'm a type A, um, during this time, a lot more type A that I am now than I am now. I think I've kind of like shifted a little bit back to the, 
you know, go with the flow sense. You're much more zen than I am. You're not as type A as me right now, which is a good thing. I'm like a, I'm like a more zen out type A. Like I still (laughs) need structure and do get a little bit anxious when things kind of go out of that, but I've done a lot of work to be able to, you know, be okay with that. But yeah, just super anxious. Um, Luckily, my parents eventually understood in the, in the first, like when I started talking to them about potentially quitting, they like, didn't really understand because they're like, why would you quit? It's a great job. Like it's an engineering job. It's a great company. It's a great salary, all these things. Why would you do it? But my, like my Trump card was just like, I hate it. Like I can't continue doing this because it's eating away at me. Um, And they eventually started to understand that. And then they were extremely supportive and they were just like, yeah, I mean, if you don't like doing it, you can, you have to do something else. So that was extremely helpful in the transition, but yeah, just like quitting a really cushy job where a lot of the days I was pretty comfortable and safe. Like I had a salary, but I guess that kind of comes back to like my personal values, figuring out that I value freedom a lot higher than safety. So in that job, I was, I was very safe but I was not free in terms of like time freedom, emotional freedom, just wasn't happy. Um, so I think that was the kind of the determining factor, like just looking at my values and being like, there's safety, there's freedom. I've learned that I value freedom a lot more and was able to kind of quit and explore that freedom aspect. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's very intriguing and very um, courageous as well. I will say, and I don't know, I don't know how how old your parents are, but I mean, my parents are definitely in that baby boomer generation where I feel like that generation is more like, well, this is a job and I'm going to do it for the next 35 years, even if I'm miserable, like changing a career or quitting a stable job with benefits and salaries and stuff like that. Like it's not, it's, it's definitely to me more prevalent today to really find true job satisfaction. I was kind of in that same boat when I was a teacher, but I didn't necessarily like just quit without another job like that would (laughs) not not have worked for me. Okay. So you came back and you said you kind of always been into fitness. So I guess, what do you mean by that? Did you play sports or are you just kind of overall conscious of health and well-being? Yeah. So I've played soccer. Soccer has been the main sport. I've played pretty much, I mean, all sports, um, played soccer since I was like four years old. So I've always been into that, like growing up, uh, playing club through like middle school, high school years. So like traveling all over the place, usually every weekend, every other weekend, going to places like Houston, Pensacola, Jackson, Mississippi. So a lot of traveling around. So um, into activities and sports, but not necessarily like taking care of my health back then, like eating a lot of fast food and junk and shit like that. Um but then it was kind of, kind of, I got into the college age where I started to take health a little bit ser- more seriously and looking through the lens of like performance. Cause I was playing co- co- college soccer. I got a scholarship. So I really wanted to like perform well. And so I started looking a lot more into the nutrition and like as a complete noob, like going on men's health and like all these websites to kind of tri- try and figure out like what they say to what, what should you eat to build muscle and perform well? So that was kind of the beginning of the journey. And I started lifting a little bit more. Um, some of the like people on the team also lifting. So getting into that, 
getting into that realm and trying to put on muscle and become a little bit bigger to perform better on the soccer field, as well as just feel a lot better too. Okay. So, so you did that too. And okay. So you were kind of interested in it. You came back, you got a job at a gym and you, I'm assuming you worked at this gym just to basically be able to make some money while you still kind of figured out what you were doing, I guess, kind of like, how did you get to where you are today? Yeah. Okay. So the plan was to just, cause I didn't have any experience in the fitness world. So my plan was just to like immerse myself into that world. So I started working at a gym to like get myself in that environment to like talk to the personal trainers, talk to the people in charge and potentially move into a personal training role. And throughout this time, I was kind of studying for the personal training certification. Um, and I also had a job at a restaurant just to, you know, pay the bills. And I always kind of wanted to do that because it always seemed fun. And it was actually a really, really good experience. I had a lot. Of, I had a blast um, and also ended up serving there. And so made some pre- pretty decent money to kind of float me and carry me through this phase of like not not having an engineer salary anymore. So so that was the initial transition that I passed the test and got a job at the Riley Center, which is Tulane there. I was a personal trainer there and then got another job as a personal trainer at this private studio. So at one point I had um, four different jobs, mm-hmm. <laughs> all like part-time, but still I was running around sometimes like crazy. Like I would have the JCC in the morning I, and I still out there. I was just kind of like a fitness staff. So I was just like in the gym, cleaning the floors, cleaning the towels and stuff like that. So that sucked. That was bad, but it was the initial step. So I do that in the morning. Then I'd have a client at the Riley center. I'd train for an hour. Then I'd go to the other training center and then I'd come back in the evening to do a serve shift. So it was a lot of all over the place. Um, but as time went on, I kind of got rid of those. I got rid of the JCC job, which was like the janitor thing had more clients at the Riley Center, had more clients at X Trainers, which was the private studio. So I was able to kind of trim back on the stuff that I didn't necessarily really want to be doing. And then like I had a decent client load at X Trainers and was serving like three, I think three nights a week, which was like, it was pretty good. Um, and then it was like April, 2020, COVID happens, all this stuff. So restaurant shuts down, personal training studio shuts down, everything shuts down. So I'm left without anything to do. And kind of throughout this whole time, in the back of my mind, I've been wanting to start this online health and fitness coaching business, but haven't really had the time nor, I guess, the belief in myself to go, go for it full time. So, I mean, COVID happening was the kind of the boost that I needed to, to go for it. And so in April, I went up to Charlotte, South Carolina, which is where my parents live. They moved from New Orleans a while ago, stayed there for like a month just to like remove all external focus and solely focus on starting this, this business that I've wanted to do. And I did really well. Um, it started to kick off. I joined like a coaching program to get everything because I didn't really know how to do it just to get everything solidified and get me moving forward. I started to get some clients, you know, snowballing, had a, had a pretty good first year. 2021 was the second year. And throughout that whole process, like evolving as a coach, evolving my skill set. So like 
when I first started, I mean, I feel like I was more knowledgeable than the average coach or the average person, but still felt like there were things that I needed to fill the gaps in. And so bunch of different programs in terms of continual education from April, 2020 to now. Um, and it's crazy to look back at where I was in, in terms of just life and my skill set and knowledge base. And now, which is just like astronomical, the difference based off of all the programs and the work that I've done leading, leading into, into now. So does that make sense? Yes. Is that like a good, yeah. okay, cool. So that's, that's how you got to where you are right now. And I, you know, I think your program probably has evolved even, first of all, I didn't even realize it was April of 2020 that that's when you kind of, mm-hmm. that that's what you were doing. Clearly we never talked about Mark on our check-in calls. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I want to kind of get into the details of your program. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about my experience with Mark um, and what we focused on, um, because Mark, I've had, you know, I've had listeners, we've had listeners, Maggie, she's here. Um, But just, I I feel like um, one of the, one of the aspects about it that I really liked is that um, you're very easy and approachable to talk to. And so for somebody like me that constantly feels like I'm letting people down, you know, which we literally talked about that every week, um, that it's nice to be able to like not feel judged and, you know, just be able to open up and not kind of feel like a looney tune. But really what I liked and what I want to talk about is um, there was somebody else in my office, Lloyd, that was doing part of a program with you as well. And so I think for each person, you start with 16 weeks, but I do think that for my understanding and what you had kind of told me is everybody's goals are different. And so it depends on that initial consultation. And that's, I feel like that's kind of how you tailor your program. So, you know, for somebody, it might be to put on muscle or gain weight, or maybe they do want to go into a fat loss or deficit, you know, for others, it's more of a holistic well-being. So I guess, you know, if somebody's, let's just say if somebody's interested, you know, and I'm not, this is not my listeners, our listeners know this is not, you know, a sales type podcast, yeah. but I guess, you know, I think people are fearful at first because they don't know what to expect. Like, are they going to get on a call with you? And they're going to say, I drank a bottle of wine last night. And you're going <laughs> to be like, you are terrible. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, not that, not that I ever drink a bottle of wine or anything like that, but um, <laughs> I'm not good at drinking a bottle of wine and believe it or not, getting up the next day and working out. But anyway, yeah. so, you know, I guess what's the first step for someone, for most of your clients, what's their first step? And do you ever see a, uh, and I don't know if this is even, if this is true, like, but do you kind of see a common theme when people finally reach that point to reach out to you? So it's kind of a two-part question. What's the first step? Yeah. And what have most people gotten to? Like, what do most people say they want to get out of it from the beginning? Mm-hmm. So the first first step being like, um, what do you mean by the first step? So like they reach out to you. What is that first call like? Oh, okay. Yeah. First call, usually just to kind of understand you. Because what my mentor was saying, he says a lot is um, seek to understand before being understood. So for me to do my job and to help you, I need to really understand the person on the other side, everything that they're going through and not just like, are they working out? What are they eating? But a lot of the other stuff. So like stress, their thoughts, their emotions, their mental state, all these things play into it. Cause 
as I've evolved, my approach has evolved and it's become a lot more holistic. So it's not just like, here's a um, nutrition plan and here's a workout plan, go do it. Because for a lot of people that, that doesn't really work. They need a little bit more and they need uh, definitely accountability is a huge piece. But yeah, so getting back to it, the first call is just to really understand where you're at, I guess, where you're at, where you've been and kind of where you want to go. Um, and that paints a really good picture as to if I can even help you and how I can help you. Do you ever get on a call with somebody and have to tell them that y'all aren't a good fit or you don't think you can help them or maybe what they think they need and what they really need are two different things? Yeah, for sure. Um, there's a lot of people that might start a conversation with me and immediately I know like I'm not, <laughs> it's not the right fit. Like usually the red flag is like people asking for meal plans, like, Hey, give me a meal plan, a workout plan. And that's all I want. And I'm good. Um, I refuse to do that because it just, for me, it doesn't, it's not good enough. It's not going to work. And like, I'm not in it for like, if you were in it for the money, you just take that quick and just like, okay, here's your meal plan. Here's your workout plan. 500 bucks, whatever, go do it. I'll never see you again. For me, it's like, I want to, I'm all about the transformation. So those two things aren't going to give someone a transformation. Um, getting them into a program like this with accountability, with all the um, specific things that they need to succeed, that's kind of where I would take them. But like a lot of people aren't really ready for that or they think that they're ready for that, but their actions show something completely different. So yeah, there are definitely times where I have to, you know, I get on a call and someone's, you know, excited to start this, but there are some certain things that um, are red flags and I don't want to take someone on that I think is not ready to do the things that I'm going to tell them to do, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, I, I do think that it takes a certain level of commitment and I could see how, um, as a coach, it's very possible to get frustrated with clients from time to time. I would think that, you know, there's a certain level of you get out of it, what you put into it. Like, I just kind of wondering, and I'm not trying to bash any of your clients. I'm just saying like, if you're going to, you know, if people are considering this, it is something serious and it's very well worth it, but it is a time commitment mm -hmm. it, or I shouldn't even say time commitment. It's a commitment. It's a focus, yeah. you know? Um, I was just wondering, do you ever have clients like eight weeks in, they come on and they're like, well, I'm not getting anything out of this mark. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, I've had, I've had, I've had people do that, um, maybe like eight weeks in and then they just completely stop responding to me. And then, you know, it's hard not to take that personally. Like, what did I do wrong? But that's like a, that's a case where maybe I should have vetted them a little bit more and seen that they weren't actually ready to do all the things that entailed in the program. Um, but in terms of that's like a, a far, that doesn't happen that much. The majority of the things are like some people might have a bad week or a bad few weeks, but that's like, that's normal. I'm not going to sit here on my high horse and be like, yeah, that never happens to me. Like get your shit together. Um, and you know, this, like the majority of the times I, um, kind of respond with grace. I'm, I'm more like, 
okay, this happened. There's nothing we can do that, that changes the past, but what can we do now to set you up so this doesn't happen again? Or if it does happen again, it's not as big of a deal. Um, so for me, it doesn't really make sense to talk too much about the past because you can't change it. It's all about that. That is data. We take that. How do we come up with an even better plan to have more success in the future? And sometimes it's just like they went on vacation and they enjoyed themselves, which is completely cool. Like I'm not the type of person to tell someone to if they're going on vacation to still get into, the, get into the gym five days a week and track all their nutrition and don't drink any alcohol or anything like that. Like for me, health is so multifaceted that that could actually be detrimental to their health where like they've been so wound up and so like on their game that what they really need is like time, time off. And they need that vacation where they can just unplug and recharge so that when they come back, they can hit the ground running. And if they were to continue like being really strict, it would hinder themselves long-term. So yeah, that's kind of, um, does that answer the question? Yeah. And I'm just, you know, I remember having conversations with you too, because I always like, there were some weeks that I was like, I, I have it so together. I am so zen. And literally like two days later, I'm messaging Mark, like I either weighed myself or like something had put me into a tizzy. Um, but I think that, you know, what was really enlightening to me is I think a lot of us are probably our own worst critics. You know, I think most people are like that. And so it's nice to have somebody on the outside. So Mark would say, well, Melissa, you've actually made a lot of progress. You just don't realize the progress that you've made, you know, and what, what your metrics are for that. You know, I'm just, I'm not hundred percent positive, but it always felt good to know that you were paying attention to that, you know? Um, so I just like mine was my biggest one was really the stress and overall well-being, which we're still working on it. Um, I'm working in progress. Um, I, I just think that um, it's not intimidating. I just want to tell people that I think it I think people feel like it can be intimidating, especially we kind of talked about this, Mark, in one of our conversations. You know, if you follow I don't want to say the wrong followers, but like you shouldn't follow every single fitness influencer on Instagram or Facebook. Right. Yeah, and and yeah. different people are going to resonate with different, you know, some people are going to resonate with me, but that can really affect like what you, what you think you should be doing again. And what you actually should be doing could be two different things, depending on the stage of life you're in, where you are, at your career, you know, are you trying to have, grow a family? Um, you know, just all these, there's, there's things every day that I feel like we're all faced with. And I don't think, you know, when you said that you approach it with grace, I don't think that we give ourselves in general enough grace. You know, it's like we, this expectation and I have it, the expectation to be like perfect and on every day and to be the best boss and to be the best wife and to nail my workout and get all my protein in. Like that is just, I'm overwhelmed just talking about it. Like yeah. <laughs> that's just an unrealistic <laughs> expectation, but it's very hard for the type A's, you know, to, mm -hmm. to do that. So, um, but I, I do encourage people. I think that having a, health coach, a wellness coach, a life coach, you know, whatever, however you want to call this person. I think that everybody should go through some sort of program. Again, this is not a sales pitch. I mm -hmm. just think that we all get to a point in our life that it's nice to have extra help. And I know you're not a therapist, Mark, but I feel like sometimes you kind of act like a therapist. Yeah. I mean, situation. yeah, like that's, that's, I mean, not the goal isn't to be a therapist, but like, I'm 
a coach. I'm a support system. I'm, I'm not just a fitness personal trainer. Um, yeah, I still haven't found the right words to like encapsulate what I do. I don't really like the words life coach. Cause then, you know, you miss the health aspect. Um, all, all I have right now is just holistic health coach. Um, yeah. I feel like that does a decent job at encapsulating it. It's not just like do your workouts, eat this, eat this food. That is part of it, but it is a lot more of that. It's like the check-ins, it's the one-on-one interaction. Like how are you doing? Talk to me, um, expressing some emotions and feedback on that. Like, how can you improve some roadmaps forward or just like someone to like just listen and give you honest feedback on the stuff. Like for you, a lot of it was like, I feel like I haven't made any progress and me just being like, well, there's actually a lot of things that I can show you that you have made progress. Um, so that's just an example of that. Yeah. Well, you know, I just want to be able to sleep through the night. We're still working on that, but it's getting yeah. better. I'm back on my vitamin regimen, Mark. You nice, know, good. I, 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 I'm, I'm a firm believer in magnesium and all these other things that you can take that really do help, um, help your sleep. Uh, I guess, what do you enjoy most about what you're doing now? I mean, clearly you've got some passion and enthusiasm for this wherever, I, you know, when you were an engineer, you probably mm-hmm. just like, you know, another day, same, you know, different day, same shit, mm-hmm. different day. So I guess like, what is, what's kind of um, motivating you to get up in the morning and do this? Yeah. Um, my favorite part is just seeing um, the day-to-day shifts in people's mindset and they're I'm a big believer of like um at the the very core of like the program it's like identity identity change because your actions are dictated by how you see yourself which is your identity so shifting that from like a I'm an unhealthy unworthy person who doesn't work out to like not saying that everyone that starts there is at that place but shifting more towards like empowering them shifting that mindset towards like I can actually accomplish this I can do literally whatever I want and seeing those little like day-to-day shifts so like in in interactions of someone just saying something like I feel really good or like comparing themselves maybe a week or two ago and like seeing how how things have shifted um so yes and then also obviously the end result is amazing like seeing people where they started in the pictures and just like reflecting on interactions with them back in those days. And then fast forwarding to like at the end of the 16 weeks or whenever it is that we, we finish working together, seeing the stark contrast of those two, those two people. Cause in my eyes, they're two different people because they've changed throughout the whole process and the way they identify is completely different. And I think that takes them even further after we stop working together further towards all of the goals that they're trying to achieve so that's that's kind of it for me just seeing that change in the people that i'm that i'm working with maybe you could listen this might be a little like too much but maybe you could be like a transformative coach yeah i've thought about i've I've thought about that um a tea coach (laughs) yeah and then then people might just think you're testosterone Coach, so. low t i never knew about yeah. low t until like i got like blood work done one time and i was like oh apparently lo- low t is a thing um yeah um okay so maggie do you have any questions well okay so we have clients that you'll end the program with and they'll come back at a later date potentially like if you if they they 
you know, fall off the bandwagon and maybe they lost sight of who they were when they ended the program with you. Like, would they come back and do it again? Would that be beneficial for somebody? Um, I mean, it depends, it depends on that person. Like if they're continue like really crushing it and they're, they're really good. Like I had this one client, Nick, who I worked with him for about a year. He lost like 50 ish pounds. And then there was a point where it was like, he kind of wanted to try it on his own and he kind of took everything that he learned. And he sent me a picture like five months after we had stopped working together. And I was, I was blown away. I was like, this dude was absolutely crushing it. So some in that case, like, no, I think he's good. Like what he learned with me working with me, he's good for, I don't want to say the rest of his life, but the rest of his that fitness journey of what he learned from me up to where I was at that point. Now I have gotten a lot better at what I do and learned a lot more to like optimize things. So if he were to come back, there's definitely a lot that we can work on. So like when I was working with him, I didn't know about blood work, how to read blood work, a lot of the holistic remedies like gut health. I wasn't as good at that so if you were to come back and have all these things that he wanted to optimize then yeah for sure um that would definitely be something that we could do um yeah does that does that answer that question that's perfect that's okay my other question was so i love how you look at it from all of it because how important is our mental health and how we think about it and sometimes our brain is just our biggest hang up you know Mm -hmm. So do you feel like that's where the industry for health coaches is heading in that direction? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or are, are some people still old school? Like here's your meal plan. Yeah. You know, gotta here's, get your body. This here's your calorie count. Yeah. Here's your workout. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, I think personally, the people that do it the old school way, they will eventually get um, beaten out. Um, because I think the marketplace and just the, just people in general are getting a little bit more aware of how it's a, it's a holistic picture and how it's not just like you do these two things. It might, that might work like that works for some people. Like that is sometimes what some people, they just need that. But I think more and more people are interested in the holistic aspect and the complete transformation. Like it not just get a better body, but like personal development, become a better person, um, get closer to your potential and just feel as good as possible. So yeah, I do think that it is becoming a little bit more popular and more generally accepted from people. Cause even me, like if you look at, look at what I believe now and what I believe like five years ago, it's completely shifted or even 10 years ago, like this, yeah, it's just, becoming more and more accepted. And I think that's because people see like the benefits and how it's, it all just makes sense when you think about it. I would even say expected, like accepted, but also expected from, from my point of view. I'm like, Mm -hmm. how can you tell me that this is my issue if you don't really know the whole picture? Well, I feel like, I feel like even if you change your body, um, that's a, or lose weight, that is a short-term solution to maybe a longer-term problem like mm-hmm. body image or self-love or stress at the bottom of it. You know, I think that we could all, 
you know, most people could crash diet for lack of better words. And, you know, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're, they're optimizing their health and well-being, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I think, I think it just, that's a journey for everyone. I think we're all on a particular journey and it's very individualized, you know, like what's important to me might be different than what's important to Maggie. But at the end of the day, I think most people want to feel their best, both mentally and physically and have Mm -hmm. energy, um, you know, and there's different motivations for that. Whether you have young kids that you want to be able to keep up with, you have a stressful job that you want to be able to, to have some stress management, you know, um, I just think it's, it's, it's really crucial. And so, yeah, so I'm just going to give an example. So, um, you use a specific app, which was really neat and, sometimes overwhelming, but just because, you know, I'm a perfectionist and I have to do everything that I'm told to do on the app every day. But I mean, like part of my goals were to meditate, to do some breathing exercises, you know, those were like my tasks. Um, you know, we had done some nutrition and, uh, meal track, not meal tracking, just like uh, protein tracking. And at one point I just like messaged Mark and I was like, can't do it anymore. Sorry. It's like totally overwhelming. He was like, that's fine. <laughs> Don't do it. You know, uh, movement. I feel like you're a big proponent in just everyday movement. And I still think that that's really important. Um, getting sunlight. I remember that you told me like, you basically are very thankful mm-hmm. for the sun every day. And I think that like things like that, see, see Mark, see how much I remember it's been a couple yeah. months. So, um, <laughs> You know, I just, that, and that's really kind of going back to one of my first comments is that everybody's journey, I believe is going to be different. I mean, I think, again, if you talk to somebody like Maggie and Maggie and I work together all the time, what she would talk to you about would probably be different than what I talk about and that that's okay. And I really think that's super unique and special about the services that you're offering that it's not a one size fits all. Um, and you're just there to work with somebody and, and put, you put a lot of time and effort into their well-being, you know, and, and what they need to do and accomplish. So I think you're doing really great things for all of your clients, Mark, including. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, so that being said, since we are, uh, unfortunately, Melissa does have a little bit of a time crunch today. Uh, thank you, Mark. Well, first of all, you everything you do is virtual though, right? Because you are no longer in Louisiana. Yeah, no longer in Louisiana. I had a lot of clients in New Orleans. Um, for some people, that wanted it, I was able to do like an in-person thing, but obviously I'm in Austin now. So if I were to have clients in Austin, if it was requested or we could work out a deal, yeah, I would meet them at a gym and we can do a workout, um, put them through a workout, just give them some like extra cues to make sure everything's going, going all right. But usually, yeah, all virtual. Most people don't have an issue with that. It's actually a lot more beneficial in my opinion, because like your traditional personal trainer, you're with them for an hour. They do, they put you through a workout. Um, and that's all you get. You don't get like the, the support through messenger. You don't get the accountability. You don't get the nutrition. You don't get the mindset. You think you don't get all that stuff, which is, I think a lot more important for most people than just the, that hour with someone putting through you, putting you through a workout. And then even, <laughs> Once you've been with that personal trainer for a while, you know how to do the exercises, then they're just kind of counting reps for you. So in my eyes, I wouldn't do like extended sessions with people because in my eyes, that's kind of a waste of time for me and a waste of money for them too, because they know everything. It's just me there like, all right, one, two, three, like, so doing it all virtually eliminates that for both of us. And it just makes the transformation a lot more efficient and just better in general. Um, what brought you to Austin again? 
Yeah. So I had been in, I lived in Philly for like two years. That's the only, and the time where I was spending abroad, but that's the only time that I've lived outside of Louisiana. I lived in Baton Rouge in New Orleans. So I felt like it was just time to try something new. Austin has always kind of called to me. It's, it kind of matches my vibe. There's a lot of people that are similar to me, like into holistic health and all that stuff. And just made sense. And my partner as well, she's from Texas, Brenham, Texas, which is like an hour and a half away from Austin. So her family is here. So it just made a lot of sense for both of us to, to make the move and just to try something new. Um, but yeah, it's been awesome. I really like it here. It's a, it's a great city and a lot of potential to immerse myself in the, into the community and make a lot of really good connections, which yeah. I already have. Once again, I think I told you he lived, Lainey, I'm looking at Lainey. You can't see her, Mark, but she's our producer. Uh, so I think I told you that Mark was in Dallas. I can't seem to get any of these people where they actually live straight. Like the girl we had on last week, I thought she was in Oklahoma. She's like, nope, I'm in Pennsylvania. Melissa, I'm like, yeah. oh, whatever. It's a different state. So yeah. um, I've been to Austin a couple of times. It's 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 a lot of fun. But um, before we go, Mark, how what's the best way for people to be able to get in touch with you? Is it social media? um let let our listeners know how they can get in touch with you yeah so it would most likely be instagram um my handle is mark holman health so it's m-a-r-k-h-o-l-m-a-n health h-e-a-l-t-h um that's my instagram and then on facebook you can just search my name mark holman and if you just if you prefer email mark holman fitness at gmail.com um, but the best way would probably be Instagram. Cause I'm on that a lot more than everything else. Yeah. Mark, Mark has a, has a social media presence. <laughs> We're working on it. So, um, all right, well, Mark, thank you so much. Thank you for taking time out of your really busy schedule to come on here and talk with us. Do you have any other questions, Maggie? No, thank you for coming on Mark. Yeah. Thank you guys. Isn't this Mark so fun. calming? Just like talking to him, I feel calmer. Yeah. Like I could take a nap right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're working to get that Zen that Mark, that, that yeah. he's got. Mark you knows do. that my entire team wants, they all want me to be a little bit more Zen. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, Good. progress, not perfection though. Yeah. yeah I got all this fun stuff for Christmas. I got like a Tibetan singing bowl, like essential oils. I got a Ram Das book, um, crystals. <laughs> it's just like my family's starting to like embrace and understand all the stuff that I'm into. It's really funny. Well, and they're probably like jealous. They're like, yeah, look at this. Like he left mm-hmm. a job he didn't like, and now he's doing this. And you know, it's just, it's, it's really awesome. I, I applaud, I mean, to, to each his own, you know, people that want to stay mm-hmm. in a job and be stable, like I said, that is to each his own, but I applaud somebody who's really not happy and that's not their passion to try to fig- to, to figure out your passion. I mean, it's scary. Yeah. Um, like I said, I did switch careers. I didn't necessarily go on a trip to Europe for two months to figure out what I wanted to do, but I was pretty much new. I could be an accountant. <laughs> I would be okay with that. But um, thanks again, Mark. It was good seeing you again. Yeah, you too. Um, as we uh, embark on our new year and um, we really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you guys too. Thanks for having me on. And it was, uh, it was fun. It was a good chat. All right. Thanks everyone. We'll talk soon. Bye.